We're going to do our very best this morning. I, uh, <clears throat> when Marion first heard me, what had happened to my voice, she said, Mr. Tim, it sounds like you're going through a second puberty. <laughs> I said, oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. We hope this is temporary, short-lived. This morning, we are beginning the book of Acts. And last week, we talked about Luke, the beloved physician, and how he wrote a two-volume monumental work. The first half of it was the Gospel of Luke, and then the second half is Acts, which we begin today. And today, we'll be reading uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 11. And uh, I'm reading for the, from the uh, New Living Translation uh, this morning. Would you stand, please? as we read from God's Word. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. Dear Theophilus, in my first book I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he ascended to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions from the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. On these occasions, he talked to them about the kingdom of God. In one of these meetings, as he was eating a meal with them, he told them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you what he has promised. Remember, I have told you about this before. John baptized with water. But just a few, in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, are you going to free Israel now and restore our kingdom? The Father sets those dates, he replied, and they are not for you to know. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It was not long after he said this that he was taken up into the sky while they were watching, and he disappeared into a cloud. And as they were straining their eyes to see him, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring at the sky? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven. And someday, just as you saw him go, he will return. Would you bow and pray with me? Father, I pray that you would take your word, and Lord, that you would use it in our lives, Father, to help us to make the most of our life, to make sure that all of the energy that we're spending is really accomplishing something that will last, and that we're not just spinning our wheels, we're not just wasting our time. Lord God, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Those young people that have graduated or are about to graduate, they are, uh, we could say, about to go on a journey. 
And so when you're going on a journey, you pack a bag. You get a bag, and uh, it might be camouflage, or it might have the color of your favorite university, and it's probably going to be a lot bigger. But when you're going off into life, wherever it is that you're going, into the workplace, uh, into the military, into further education, wherever you're going, you want to get ready for what's ahead. You want to get packed, you know, and in this bag, uh, I got some tissues and cough drops and stuff, but uh, you guys, uh, you know, as you're preparing for life, you might want to pack some other things. And so I want to talk about building blocks uh, for life this morning, building blocks for life. And this, of course, applies directly to our graduates, but it really applies to all of us to make sure that we're going where we ought to go. Now, graduates, uh, you have been... Man, I know you're feeling when you graduate, and the feeling is, I've arrived, right? I have arrived. I am here. I made it all these years, and now I've made it. I'm at this place. And you have uh, done something spectacular. You have greatly achieved to get to where you are today. But really and truly, um, what you've done is you've placed a you're at a, at a foundation place, and we're, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, how many of you, at some point in your life, as a child or an adult, uh, whichever, uh, played with building blocks of some kind, Legos, Duplo, wooden blocks? Okay, all right, most of you are truthful. The rest of you, you'll admit it later. All of us, we've played with blocks. We've built stuff at some point in our life. And uh, I, I have memories of, of playing with these little blocks when I was a kid. I had the old wooden kind, and then I had some Legos. And Legos were amazing because they could, uh, not only could I build things, I remember a space thing I built, and then there was like a kingdom thing with knights and stuff like that. But Legos could actually bring out a special vocabulary in my house. You see, when I accidentally left a, one of those Legos out on the floor... Language that my dad only usually said when he was working on the car or the tractor. I heard that same language in the house when he stepped on that Lego. And um, I, I didn't know whether to run from him or dive and try to save my Lego before he threw it away. But uh, it, was, it was a tough call. But building blocks, uh, there's many kinds of them. And we need building blocks for life. We, we play with those physical blocks, but... There are blocks uh, that are symbolic in our life of things we build our life on. And so, graduates, you're at a place, um, you finished all these uh, years, and so you've got a foundation now. Here's your foundation. Uh, You've achieved something great, and it is something great, but simply put, you're at a place where hopefully, from what you've learned from your parents, the values and the life skills, the academic things you learned in school, certainly the faith lessons that you've learned here at church and with other believers. Hopefully you have a foundation now that you can build on and go from here. So what are the blocks that we want to take this foundation we've been given and we want to put on them? Well, Luke here in Acts gives us some of these uh, blocks that we're uh, going to look at. And the first uh, block that we see is the block of power from God. And uh, this is a nice red Duplo block, and I thought that was good for power. And so in these first few verses, in verse 4 and 5, Jesus tells these disciples, you're going to go and do some amazing things. Some incredible things are going to happen. 
But don't step out there and try to do them in your own power. Because if you do, you will absolutely flop. If you think, boy, I'm great, I've arrived, I've been three years with Jesus, I know what this stuff is all about, now I can go set the world on fire by myself. Jesus said, that won't happen. He said, but wait until you get the power from God. When God's Spirit, we were just singing about the Holy Spirit, when His Spirit comes upon you, then you can move forward. And I want to urge our graduates, I really want to urge all of us, in life, there's a lot of things that we can accomplish in our own strength, and yet we all get to places where we realize there are things that are beyond us. There are things that we cannot understand or we cannot cope with or, or we just cannot achieve on our own. And we need to realize that we need God's presence in our lives. See, the disciples, they were really upset about Jesus leaving for a lot of reasons. But one of the big ones was, was well, Jesus, you know, we're confident, we're bold when, when uh, you're in our presence. You know, Peter said, if you're here, I can walk on water. And really, the only time they weren't bold in his presence is when he was arrested, and that's because they were confused because Jesus said, lay down the sword, and, and, and they just, they scattered. But if Jesus had picked up a sword, I guarantee they'd have picked up a sword and gone with him. And they're like, Jesus, you're going to be gone. You're not going to be present with us. And he explained to them that that physical presence that he had that was limited to his earthly body, as tough as it was for him to go away, when he left, the Spirit of God would come. And God's Spirit could be everywhere. And God's presence would never leave them. There were times when they were separated from Jesus. He went up on a mountaintop and they weren't there yet. But Jesus said, when my power, when my Spirit comes upon you, you can always have my presence. And so you and I, as we look forward in life, as we move ahead, we need to take God's power and use that as a building block for our life, the presence of the Spirit. The second block, this is a nice green one. Green's good for growing, right? The second block is the block of trust, the building block of trust in our life. As we begin to move forward in our life, not only do we find things that, um, that we can't accomplish in our own strength, but we find things that we can't understand and we want answers to. We want God to tell us why. Or we want God to tell us, this is exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. And we say, God, I could trust you. I'd be okay if you would only let me know. God, if you'd only give me certainty that this job is going to work out. God, if this health thing is going to be okay. Lord, if this family issue, if if, if you just let me know. And we say, I could trust God if. And instead, God is saying, trust me. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Not if I show the answer. I want you to trust me, and I will lead you every step of the way. You see these disciples in verses 6 through 8. They are asking him, Lord, are you going to come? Are you going to restore the kingdom? You know, what we call the second coming, that's basically what they were asking about. You know, I mean, they were like, Okay, Lord, everything looks good right now for you to go ahead and set up your kingdom. And sounds good to us. Is this the time? We want to know. Just just fill us in on your plan. 
And God said, you know what? It's not for you to know this plan right now. It's for you to trust me. It's for you to follow me. It's for you to keep on leaning on me, whatever comes. And when it's my time, when it's the Father's time for the kingdom to be set up, to be fully realized, you'll know it. But right now, just trust. Right now, just believe. And so we add that block of trust onto our foundation and onto the block of power. And then there's a third block. <clears throat> and this block, if you compared it to the first one, it's kind of shorter and it's kind of smaller. Now, why is that? Well, it could be that that's just what's in the Duplo blocks. You know, I mean, that might be what was just in the box. And, but we're going to say that this one's a little shorter, this one's a little quicker, because it's about urgency. A building block in your life of urgency. Jesus gave the great commission to his disciples. He said, you're going to share my gospel in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And they're like, okay, this is great. And he goes into heaven. And they're like, wow, there he goes. You know? Kind of like, you know, out here, we got the Air Force Base. There's always planes. You can, you can just stare up at the sky at any time and, and see something go out. The Bible says two men in white, two angels show up and say, what are you doing? You're staring. Jesus is gone, but he's coming again. And you've got something to be about his business. In other words, it's not time to just sit there and think about glory days. It's not time to sit there and just uh, think about the past. For those of you that just graduated high school, boy, the worst thing that could ever happen <laughs> It's for you to be one of those people that just constantly, oh, high school, those were just the best days of my life, and everything since then, it's just not as good. Man, don't be one of those people. God's got more for you out there. And there's a sense of urgency that he has planned. There's a sense of urgency. That means that, that there's something to do, and not one day when I get older, when I achieve this or accomplish this or when this comes about, but right now I need to be seeing what God has for me. Now, I thought about how do I describe urgency to our graduates. And just think about this morning when your parents were saying, uh, we got that graduate recognition thing. Come on, you need to hurry up. We can't be late. We're not going to be the ones holding the service up. Hurry, 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 hurry. That's a little bit of urgency there. Now, not that we live our lives frantically, but we live our lives with a sense of urgency, realizing God's got something for us. God's got something that we're to be about because our time here on this earth is short. Haven't we been reminded about that so many times lately? Our time is short. And you and I need to take the most, make advantage of that time. Now, I want to ask you a question. Who do you think these blocks belong to? Anybody have a guess? This is interactive here. Caleb? Nope, they're not his. Me? Nope, they're not mine. 
No, not Denise. The nursery. These blocks belong to the nursery. I've deprived our children today of playing with these blocks, okay? I'll apologize to them later. I am having fun, so maybe I won't apologize. No, I use the nursery's blocks, and that reminds me that what I've built is not mine. It belongs to the church. In the same way, this passage said Jesus was talking to the disciples about God's kingdom. You see, all of us are building our lives. We use different blocks. We choose our own blocks. But we're all building. The question for all of us today is whose kingdom are you building? Are you building God's kingdom? Are you furthering his work? Are you building your own? I hope that you'll take God's presence and power in your life, a trust for God, an urgency for his work, And you'll use those things to build your life. And in doing so, build God's kingdom. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come to you today. And Lord, we thank you that you've blessed us, Lord, to be a part of so many young people's lives over the years. We're able to influence. We're able to offer guidance. We're able to love and to pray for. Lord God, um, we just ask that you would help them and help all of us not to go through life mindlessly, God, just to float along, but Lord, that we'd be intentional about living in a way that builds your kingdom. Father, bless now this time of invitation, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. God's put a decision on your heart, whether public or private, to join this church or to simply come before him. Maybe he's called someone to ministry here today. Whatever it is that he's laid on your heart, this is your time to respond to him. Would you stand, please, as we stand?